and we're back. Good morning. This is Scott Van Kirk filling in for Gary and Nolan on the Gary on Gun shows. Uh, with me is Jordan and Kelsey from Powderhorn Guns and Archery. Uh, we're having some amazing conversations, although <laughs> some of them are taking place on the breaks. <laughs> You're <laughs> then welcome. We have to, then we have no. to shut up and stop and come back and do the radio. So um, they've got some firearms they brought in. It's uh, RDS Day here on Gary on Guns. A little bit more about that in a minute. Um, apparently, I have to say 1014. Yes. So, <laughs> I got really excited over the break. I completely forgot we have a gun coming that we ordered over well over a year ago. Um, so, Benelli is re-importing the 1014. Um, years and years ago, like 2007, I think is what and Google this, said. And this is a shotgun. It is. This is a shotgun. Um, <laughs> For those that don't know what a 1014 is, this gun was previously banned for import because it had a pistol grip and a collapsible stock. It checked too many boxes and it's evil. Correct. It's evil, yeah. So they brought the 1014 back out. Um, essentially, it is a upgraded M4. So for those that know, the Benelli M4 is a tactical shotgun. It is currently and one well of the, the the Benelli M4 arguably is the, the first semi-automatic tactical shotgun Correct. in common usage. Yeah. And it was Benelli's only gas gun. So Benelli is kind of like one of the leading uh, engineers, I guess, quote unquote, in inertia or recoil driven guns. They were so, um, so cool that they were once owned by H&K. Correct. Yeah. I actually have shot several <laughs> HK built Benelli's. Um, yeah, but um, the 1014 got a revamp. And it now checks one less box. It's a fixed stock gun. So, so it's less evil. They can re-import. It just is able to slide under the evil? Correct. <laughs> yeah, okay. It flies <laughs> low under that radar. Um, but it's super cool. The 1014's a really, really cool gun. And it's it's been so long since anybody here has seen them, yeah, obviously other than military use. Um, and we have one coming. <laughs> and I'm very excited. <laughs> She's bouncing in her chair. It took over a year. <laughs> It's difficult to hear over the oh radio, folks, but she, she's bouncing up and down in her chair. And so you've got one coming. We've got one coming. Okay. Um, I do have more on our 2022 order, so we should see those spring of 2023. So so the one that you have coming, yes. is that going to see the sales floor? Uh, yes. As um, far as I know, I don't not, have, but not, I literally just remembered, so I hadn't told anybody it was so it's, coming but I mean, So it's not now. going right into your gun No, safe. God, no. I can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about it because yeah. I get to see one. How many that, Smith and Wessons do you have on layaway? None. Yeah, well, I have a SIG on layaway. That's why you can't afford it. <laughs> oh. We don't talk about that. Yeah. No. Um. And that's and that's and folks, I'll tell you from being in gun retail for a, a period of time, uh, probably oh, fifteen, at least fifteen years ago. Um, it's really fun to work at a gun shop in any capacity. You never make any money doing it <laughs> no. because all you do is buy things as they come in. And if they're if you work there and they allow you any kind of a layaway program, you're always just paying it off your layaway. Awful. So it's so funny yeah. too because like I have one too. I'm the I'm the Smith person and Jordan's the Beretta person, and we've got you know a guy that's a big CZ fan and mm-hmm. a guy that's a big Browning fan, and it's it's just so funny because anytime any of that stuff comes in, we just kind of like look at each other and side eye and be like you see this, see this? <laughs> and when we talk about this Benelli that's back the 1014 that they're bringing back um we made reference to some literally cosmetic features of the gun yes that prohibited it from yes um from import expound a little bit on that so people understand what we're talking about the gun 
is the same. It's an M4. It's yeah. essentially an M4. Right. This was just the law enforcement, Fun- military it, use gun. Um, it, it functions exactly the yes, same. it's a semi-automatic. Every, it's everything's not- the same, but mm-hmm. you couldn't import it for civilian use simply. Because it had a pistol grip and a collapsible stock yeah. on a shotgun. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Well, that's, which is evil. Right. Yeah. So, obviously, there's different... <laughs> check marks for different styles of firearms so a lot of people don't know this but glock makes a full-size 380 we can't get them yeah for has, has for long years, time long time like gen 2 gen 1 it's, gen, yeah, it's, it's it gen 1 because yeah. the europeans that's really what they use they don't there's yeah, no they millimeter they want the smallest they can get because it right. just gets them to their rifle and that's that is their philosophy always has been but we can't have them here because they check too many right. of those little boxes that's why we have the walther ppk and that's so that's another interesting one um when they stopped making them for a while and then started making them again we couldn't re-import them things had changed and we could not re-import and that's why they are now made in arkansas i mean it gets down to grooves on triggers yes as being points and you're like what are we doing (laughs) i mean geez what are we doing well it's like the state of california Mm mm-hmm the reason why so many handguns aren't legal in the state of California is because manufacturers refuse to send models. So, like, Springfield is a great example. 90% of the handguns they make are not legal in California. And it's not that they necessarily don't meet the requirements. It's because Springfield won't send them to the California DOJ to be tested, air quotes, tested yeah. by California's DOJ. But the reason why, they have to send three of each model. That includes color variation. Oh, yeah. Barrel length, caliber. So, like, the XDS. I think there's nine XDS models out there. Yeah, no. Three of each, seriously? Yeah, 27 of them. Yeah, yeah. percent of them, yeah. Right, just for them to do the same exact SAMI specification tests that every manufacturer does, for them to say, okay, yeah, you can sell it here. Mm -hmm. Or, no, we still don't want it here. (laughs) Like... What? <laughs> and that's been a lo- and California approved has long been a problem in regards to. There's only yes. some manufacturers will only make one or two variations for import, and literally it, it is right. import into yep. California. Right. It's uh, they consider themselves their own country when it comes. We to can't send con- firearms to FFLs in California because we are not registered with California's nope. DOJ. Yep. It's like trying to uh, trying to literally trying to work with another country. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Although I would make an argument, in some cases, working with another country is easier. (laughs) Yes, we have imported guns from Canada before. Um, Now, they have to disable them. Mm -hmm. They remove firing pins. They fill firing pin chambers with lead, that kind of stuff, to make them non-functioning. But we've done it. And I I will not send a gun to California. No. No. Not Not a chance. Nope. Either coast. You're pretty much out. Sorry. <laughs> Get in your car and drive it because we're not Vermont's doing it. okay. Yeah, all right. There's one state up there that's okay. So, 1014. 1014. Uh, how, how much, uh, what, what, approximately? What does uh, it sell for? I think retail on them is like 2400 okay. something like that. Okay. So, it is it is more than a standard M4. Mm-hmm. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much more than a standard M4. Okay. Okay. A couple, three, four hundred dollars, something like that. All right. Well, ten fourteen. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things. It is. Yes, I know. It's, it's the little things. Because random things will come up during the uh, break. It was and, so funny. And it'll just... send Kelsey into orbit. What? <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. I didn't either. She just oh, no. screamed out ten fourteen. <laughs> she screamed out ten fourteen, and after that, we were talking about the ten fourteen. Right. <laughs> um, oh boy, we're coming up against a break, but. 
We are going to, I think we can talk about real quick, um, 80% silencers. Oh, yeah. So that came up this last week. Yeah. Uh, We had a lot of people asking about 80% silencers. So if you're familiar with 80% lowers, um, now they're coming up with 80% silencers where you can order it to yourself and then do a form one as a manufacturer and uh, it goes a lot faster. You know, 30 days you can get an approval back and then finish it yourself. We're going to circle back on that. Nice one, huh? Um, (laughs) After the break, because they're... I want to go through the pros and cons of that one and see exactly how that that one spills out. You're listening to Gary on Guns, 93.9 The Eagle. We're back. This is Scott Van Kirk filling in for Gary Nolan here on the Gary on Gun Show. We have the folks in from Powderhorn Guns and Archery. I've got uh, Kelsey and Jordan. Switch the order there for the first time <laughs> on the show. When we went to the break, Jordan was telling us about these new 80% silencers. <laughs> Run me yeah. through this. So, and and I am no long, I am not an expert on in this at all. But you're someone started bringing it up, so I had to do my googling search and figure out what people were talking about. And you're the you're the closest thing to an expert we have in go. this room. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There you go. But uh, it, it, you can, yeah, you can do it real quick. You can search. Um, so companies are selling and. 80%. So you're going to get a sleeve, you're going to get the end caps, and you're going to get baffles. And I think the only thing that's not finished is going to be the baffles. Uh, so the baffles are going to be solid. Normally those would have holes throughout them in very specific spots and very specific angles. Um, so you're going to get this whole kit, and then when you get the kit, you can't do anything until you form one. And that is something where you're kind of acting as a manufacturer, and you can get on the ATF's website and apply for, can I make this silencer? Essentially a license. Yeah. To make a silencer. Okay. One. 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 Uh, Just yeah, one. You got to do this for every single one you make. You got to yeah. do this. And so do manufacturers. Um, and what they do is they issue, you can put in a serial number or they're going to issue you a serial number. Um, but they'll issue a serial number. You have certain things you have to uh, that have to be put. So you'll have to etch that onto the sleeve of the can, the outside of the can. And then there's instructions and I'm, I'm losing all my word, but there's instructions on how to do the drills, and they'll have a kit um, to, to show you exactly where to put everything and to where how to drill and all how that to, stuff. And you could, instruction manual yeah, on how to, uh, how to how finish to, it. Yep, how to <laughs> finish it off. Yeah, yeah. How, how to finish it. So they're selling as two things. A, it, they, they tend to be a little bit cheaper. Um, off the bat, to order the kit, you can get sent to your house. Um, it, they tend to be a little bit cheaper. But also, the Form 1 doesn't take anywhere near as long as a form four um so the response time on a form one currently is between 30 and 60 days uh on a form four now we're up to what one Kelsey? Year. yeah so the last one i had to come back was one year one year minus 10 days oh so it was almost to the day so year. if you don't mind trying to finish that stuff yourself it could be something interesting to look into um but yeah that's, that's a newer thing that i've heard about maybe it's been out there for years but that's a newer thing that i've noticed and people are starting to ask about so something to look into where if you wanted to get a response faster and especially if you really like doing stuff like that sure finishing it you feel like you've done something you've made a little bit of something uh, something uh, interesting to look into yeah i and i th- that market the 80 percent market um and don't get me wrong i've assembled yeah. <laughs> semi-automatic ar-15s before and you know onto receivers that i didn't manufacture myself that i bought through an ffl and things like that and that's a relatively easy process to do um and there's some other firearms you can do that way but when we start to talk about this 80 percent thing um it seems to me and i could be wrong because i frequently am <laughs> um there seems to be kind of two avenues for that there's the folks that want to do this because they really enjoy it and probably have a have a knack for it, a propensity for it, a skill for it. And then um, that other side of it, I know with some of the 80% guns and things like that, there's folks that are thinking that these are like off-the-grid guns and everything else yep. like that, which... 
Uh, yes and no, given and, what the feds right. have done with some of these companies that manufacture them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and search warrants and things like that. And I don't, I'm, and I'm not really in either camp. Yeah. I, I like firearms. I'm fairly, um, I'm, yeah, I'm two ticks above average as a shooter, and I like to take stuff. I like to take guns apart that I'm able to get back together. <laughs> no Ruger Mark ones. Big, yeah, big key there. And um, um, and even do a few things that are real minor level accessorizing and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but for me to, I would never bite off a project where I'm oh. like, oh, I got I have a firearm that's 80 percent complete. You must manufacture the other 20. percent I'd be like, yeah, no, I probably just go down to. Yeah. Horn and buy one that's complete. <laughs> right. well, yeah. yeah. That's the part that really spooks me mm-hmm. is the liability behind it. Sure. You are now a firearms manufacturer. Mm-hmm. That entails everything the rest of us have to deal with. Sure. Including visits from the ATF. Oh, yeah. So if you want now, it technically with a form four, the ATF can ask to see your paperwork. You are on a list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unlike buying a firearm, sure. like you fill these out, you're not on a list somewhere. Your paperwork stays with us forever. But when you form for something, you are on a list, and they can contact you at any point in time and ask to see your paperwork and ask to see the item Actually, to make yeah. sure you're following the rules. However, they will contact you first. They will say, hey, we're going to come see it. Because because a Form 4 is an individual. Correct. Or trust or something yeah, like that. But I yeah. mean, essentially, it's still it, an individual transaction. To transfer from a dealer to an individual. Correct. Right. Is it's, a that, yeah. it's a Form 4. It's a Form 4. You Form 1 something, you have no warning. Right. They will just show up. You're the factory. Correct. You're the factory for that you. one item. Yep. Yep. You can't transfer it. Nope. Uh, yeah. Ever. So it's just yours. Oh, Form 1's <laughs> non-transferable. Nope. Well, you've got to have other SOTs to be able to transfer to different individuals, and you, you won't so, have Or that. even dealer yeah. to dealer. Yeah, even oh. dealer to dealer, we have to have it, and okay. uh, we Correct. have to go from dealer to dealer. So, yeah, Form 1 to, I think it's is it Form 2 or Form 3, I think, goes to us. Form 3 to is us. us. Yep. Yeah. So, Form 1 <laughs> is asking ATF's permission. Right? Is Jordan, is Jordan asked Kelsey. Right. It's, <laughs> That's why it's I an got interesting, her. <laughs> it's an interesting process. So, Form 1 is asking permission. Mm-hmm. Form 2 is a birth certificate essentially for the item form three is dealer to dealer transfer so like if it leaves the manufacturer and goes to someone like us who for this conversation we are not a manufacturer we only sell the things that's form three we can form three it to other dealers around the country we've done that before and then form three to form four is like a 4473 that's dealer to individual you actually cannot go backwards so you can't go from a form four to a form three once it's in an individual's hands, it stays there. You can do individual to individual transfers, but the original owner has to maintain the item. So, like, if I wanted to sell my suppressor mm-hmm. to Jordan, we could do Form 4 to Form 4, but I have to keep it until he passes. A year later. Sense. So, if you yeah. don't mind yeah. paying some individual, you don't know a thousand bucks. And about a year later, you will the deal, right? Eventually, right. yeah. And giving yeah. them a packet of all your information in the world. Correct. I am incredibly impressed with your knowledge because this is all off the cuff. You can't see us in the studio because we don't do any kind of a video thing connected oh, with this thank show. Goodness. Um, right, yeah, because we all roll in here. I still, got, I still have my pajamas on. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Kelsey, your your knowledge in this area is absolutely amazing because I want to tell you folks as, we're, as you're listening to the show, that is all just off the cuff. She doesn't have a computer in front of her. She doesn't have a phone in front of her. Thanks. She has she has no notes whatsoever, and she just rattled that off. I've, uh, it's become kind of easy because it, it, it's easier to explain it to people that way. Sure. You know, because they don't know what they mean. They mm-hmm. don't know what a Form 3 is, a Form 4 is, a Form 5. Most people don't even know a Form 5 exists. What's a Form 5? So no, for, no. <laughs> we'll call it a TOD. It's a transfer on death, essentially. But, um, 
but yeah, it's just it's easier yeah. to explain it that way, you know, yeah. other than being like, well, you can go look them up on ATF's website. That's mm. not going to tell you a damn thing. No. Like, I'm sorry, I've, <laughs> I've read them. They do not. They're not in English. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I do. I want to pay you the compliment that that is amazing. You are. Um you're definitely what I would consider a subject matter expert in there in in that particular area because you just you. you just you're just and I'm like I've heard of a couple of those and I think I think I kind of know what they are and stuff but you just you're <laughs> on it you're on it thank you <laughs> I also will compliment you Jordan on immediately knowing when to tag out <laughs> always always I was just you, waiting for him to contradict I'm older. you there I'm older I've got yeah. it figured out yeah you, you, you saw, just go ahead you saw your you saw yourself just <laughs> about going under and you're like tag to Kelsey <laughs> uh, I'm smart I'm old I get it figured out yeah. pass pass the buck pass the buck down oh yeah well I, I mean it's it's not a secret I, I, I it's not a secret to me and I'll tell people all day long i try to stay current um very i try to stay very current in the training arena um as best i can i go to a lot of different trains nationwide and everything else like that but there are so many firearms that come out every year and this the esoteric nature of the whole form everything in relation to federal tax stamps and stuff like that people ask me because you know friends of mine ask me people who know i'm on the show and things like that will ask me questions and i will be like uh, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll get right back to you. And the reason I say I'll get right back to you is because I have a uh, a group of people, a list of people that are like Kelsey and like you too, Jordan, because you are, I consider you a subject matter expert as well, where I'll be like, hey, uh, somebody just asked me about this. I don't even know what they're talking about. Right. <laughs> right. And one of my experts will get back with me yep. in that particular area um, because it's it's taxing to try to understand everything. There's so much to know. And I don't I, I I'm not going to even pretend that I know it all. Well, yeah. and we get it every day, too. Like people come in and ask, oh, have you seen the new? Mm-hmm. For example, we talked about this earlier. Sig brought out the 365 and 380 mm-hmm. and. Until we happen to see an email or a product announcement or whatever, we don't know. We got to look it up. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the exact same. All right. Well, that was fun. I like that a lot. (laughs) 1014. Um, (laughs) You're listening to the Carry On Gun Show here on 93.9 The Eagle. And we're back. It's Scott Van Kirk filling in for Gary today. I've got uh, Kelsey and Jordan from Powder Powder Horn. Wow, you were doing uh, so good. We were, yeah, I was doing so good. <laughs> and then we, then during, during the break, we were talking about regional accents um, from Powderhorn Guns and Archery. I've got a couple of calls, and we're going to try and take those pretty quick because we have got a batch of guns that we got to talk about yet. So, who's first, Brian? Uh, that would be Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Not too bad. What's up? Uh, I'd like to know. I have heard, and I, I'm not sure if it's true or not. Is it legal to use a um, night uh, vision scope uh, to hunt coyote now? On private ground. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And there's, I, yeah. I think there are restrictions to that. I think there's an actual season. I do not know 100%, but I do know it is still not legal to use thermal night vision, infrared, anything mm-hmm. like that on public ground. Yeah. And I consider... Kelsey, a subject matter expert, but I'm still going to tell you because of the legal department here at the radio station that before you act on any of that information, Correct. you need to you need to contact the department. And Mike, I know you know where to find me. Yeah. I will try to do more research yeah. and get you a solid answer. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they changed that back about a year ago. Recent. It was yep. very recent. It was no, then it was with well, and the then conservation departments or the agents. Approval. Approval. Kind of like depredation permits. And then back to, yes, you can, but just yeah. on private land. Correct. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Yes, sir. Thanks for calling. And then I have another call, and there should be a call screening thing that tells that me. That is Greg. Hey, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's giving me this look like I told you what both people's <laughs> names were, and I immediately forgot. What's going on, Greg? Hey, good morning, guys. Love your talk here this morning. Um, question. So you like to talk about I can only imagine the number of information you guys get. I'm a, a total newbie to the whole uh, gun scene. Is there a good class that you either at Powderhorn offer to just beginners that could really kind of lay out the kind of the landscape and environment of, of guns all the way from, you know, hunting to long arm, you know, to, to handguns type of thing that you would recommend or somewhere else in the community maybe? So we don't currently offer classes. Um, you are more than welcome to come talk to us at any point in time. We will help you as best we can with what we can. Uh, and then we do have cards in the store for um, concealed carry instructors, tactical instructors, general firearm safety instructors. So we can hook you up. Okay. And we are moving towards having those classes on yeah. Western hunting, on just precision shooting, getting into it just to introduce people to that stuff. Um, all of that is planned, and uh, I'm working on lesson plans, but that takes forever. But Excellent. we're hoping within the next 12 to 18 months to have those ready to go. Excellent. I look yeah. forward to, uh, Jordan, I'm yeah. glad to hear that. I look forward to uh, maybe attending a couple of yeah. those myself, be good. Um, just for no other reason than I can talk about them intelligently on the radio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and to have you come out on the show and, and announce those. Cool. Anything else we can do for you, Greg? Uh, no, thanks, guys. Thanks, Absolutely. Really. Thank you. Yep. All right, so now it's gun time. <laughs> what have we got today? Where do you want to start? You start. You pick. Ladies' okay. choice. I'll do the odd one out first. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> shout out to Tanner. No, um, we have a Princess? Stevens model <laughs> 301. So this is a single shot 410 turkey gun. They offer it in 410, 20-gauge, 12-gauge, kind of your standard stuff. Um, yeah. You can uh -huh. hunt turkeys with 410? You absolutely can. So, <laughs> yeah. I raised my hand before. <laughs> a, lot of, um, a lot of people started with 410 when okay. they were very little, right? Less uh -huh. recoil, yep. not super loud, not going to beat the snot out of you. Shotguns kick. It is what it is. As he's over here grabbing for it. So this particular model... <laughs> I'm making what I made what my wife used to call present hands. Uh -huh. yeah, that's right. where she opened gimme, the gimme. Yeah, gimme, the gimme, gimme. hands. Yep. <laughs> so this little guy is uh, legitimately a turkey gun. It comes with a turkey choke. This one comes with a red dot. So it is optics ready. Um, it's just a straight up single oh, shot. But that, that red dot is amazing for turkey. Oh yeah, especially on something like a 410, because um, you don't have a lot of room for error. Now these guns are designed to be shot specifically with the federal TSS. If anybody has priced it, it <laughs> offsets the cheapness of the gun. <laughs> However, I know people who have killed birds over 40 yards with a 410 multiple times, ethically, stone dead. Like, I'm talking no flopping, no chasing them down, no second really? shot. And I can't do that with a 12-gauge most years. So we're just going to leave it at that. But these things are super cool. They are super fun. You can get other chokes for it. So if you don't want to just turkey hunt with it, you can get a little improved cylinder choke and shoot rabbits with it. Um, the red dot model that we have here in front of us is in uh, the Mossy Oak camo. It's $250. Brand new. Brand new. Um, the non-red dot options float around 200 to 225 depending on color. So this would be um, 
couple of different things. This would be a great starter for a Absolutely. youngster who wants to... They make to, it in a youth stock. They yeah. can make a short stock. Yep. Yeah. Or someone who wants the challenge and the bragging rights to say they killed a turkey with a 410. Correct. And it's super <laughs> lightweight. So... Oh, yeah. This thing doesn't weigh anything. Yeah. Like, sh- speaking again of Tanner. Hi, princess. Um... He's one of those guys. He loves his 10 gauges. And he's right? a princess. He's, yes. And he's like 6'3 and you know, whatever. But <laughs> he loves his 10 gauges, but he hates the weight. So like if you go to Kansas or some public land places in Missouri, you're walking a lot oh, sure. to shoot turkeys. And he takes that 410 for weight reduction. Oh, that which, makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's obviously worked for him. You know, he's yeah. killed a lot of birds with it. And more than just him, I know several people that have these guns now. Because they're so inexpensive, you can get into it easily. Sure. You know, and sure. have fun with it. Sure. How many of those do we have right now? Like five. Okay. Oh, wow. So we've got a few in stock. Not all with the red dot. I think yep. we've got maybe two with the red dot left. Um, we do have a thumb hole version still, I think. Don't hold me to that. And a couple other camo patterns. Yeah. I like it. I like the concept of it. They're, yeah. they're, I really do. They're very neat. Um, yeah. When those first came out, we were like, eh, you know, what? It, it's a $180 410. Who cares? And then mm. we had the first one come in, and someone shot it and patterned it and brought us the target. And then we figured out why. They're neat little guns. A lot of us remember the New England firearm single shot breakover 410 that we got to use the first time. Sure. To go dove hunting or to go turkey mm-hmm. hunting that were yeah. not <laughs> really purpose built, especially for turkey hunting. No. But, and like uh, I said, you do, you really need to shoot the federal TSS to get the shot pattern density sure. and stuff like that. And what, but, is the, what does the box of that cost? Um, For five, it's like $50. Yeah. So that's, it's yeah. Because it, it's the yeah. good stuff. It is. Yeah. It's the good stuff. It is. And you got to think. You pay how long, more for the good stuff. Right. And how often do people shoot five rounds of turkey ammo in a year? Yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk well, about okay. Mr. Well, with, Lee Brain Camp. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and with this being a single shot break open, you're not going to get five shots off no. of the same turkey. No. <laughs> yeah. True story. Unless, Unless you're, you're really, really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even a guy like me, who is by far more of, you know, I've always been more of the the tool, firearm, uh, military, law enforcement guy and stuff of like that. I I still, I own two four tens. Yeah. yeah. Two of them. Yeah. They're fun. <laughs> They're so much fun. Yep. They really are. We do not have ammo for that, by the way. <laughs> but you're working on it. We're working on that, yes. Yep. Don't hurt yourself. No promises. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what else do you got over there, young lady? Oh, yeah. what do you got? You're going to make me talk about all of them? Well, yeah, um, I don't know they're all nothing. sitting in front of you. We'll stick with the small caliber next. Um, so the next one, obviously, with another it, red dot on it. Yeah, because it's RDS Browning, day. Yeah, is a Browning <laughs> Buckmark. Um, so for those that know or don't know, Browning Buckmark is their semi-automatic twenty-two pistol. They've been around forever in various mm-hmm. iterations. Um, but this little gun is really, really cool. It's their camper model, their basic model, so relatively inexpensive, with a crimson trace dot on it. Uh, Crimson Trace was recently acquired by American Outdoor Brands, or not overly recently, I guess, but um, so like service repair, stuff like that is really easy to get on that red dot specifically, and Browning is actually out of Arnold, Missouri, so this is a pretty cool little option. But for target shooting, um, you know, we got squirrel season coming up before too long, any of that kind of stuff. And And it's what, 519? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, equipped, yeah, that's and that's a big deal. And and this, um, to a certain extent, becomes a training analog if you are a person for personal protection who carries an RDS Absolutely. personal protection weapon. Yeah. And to be honest with you, red dots are just fun. I mean, <laughs> at some point, uh, way back in the day, I remember when we first started putting them on our AR-15s oh, yes. on the SWAT teams and things like that, and we were like, well, 
where's this been all it's my like, life? At night, God. <laughs> I still remember that feeling the first time at night fire exercises when you turned it on. You're like, whoa, this is cheating. This isn't fair. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Basically, all I need to know how to do is hold the gun and pull the trigger with this. But, yeah. yeah. No. Oh, great little. And this, and to be honest with you, in 22, um, for all of the reasons that you just mentioned, uh, in and because this would just be so much fun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the venerable Buckmark, um, there are other twenty two semi-automatics of its generation, but the only two that seem to have survived was Buckmark and Ruger Marks. Yep. Those are the only two that survived. I say Ruger's still the most popular, and then the Browning Buckmarks after that, for those type of target-ish oh, type sure. pistols. Yeah. And fun yep. fun yep. guns. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, um, last but certainly not least, it's a SIG 320 with, and it's just a plain 320. This isn't an X or anything like that. Um, it is just a 320 compact with the Romeo 1 Pro on it. So the new Pro is cut slightly differently. Um, the housing's a little different. Mostly just the screws, though, are bigger. So it holds a lot better. But this is a good personal defense. Bigger people can certainly conceal that. Um, but great for home defense, vehicle defense, just because. <laughs> Why not? It's a tool firearm. Correct. It's what and the that 320 very much is made for is the modular option obviously so you can change grip frame you can change caliber you can mm -hmm. do whatever you want to that I think they have like 15 or 20 colors yeah of that frame yeah. i haven't seen well and like then there's before. other manufacturers now for yep. the plastic shell of the yep. frame wilson mm -hmm. combat being one of the upper yep. end ones and we have several of those still we have the, two yeah wilson combat ones if you really want something yep. awesome you but, and your you and your wilson i combat. do love my wilson combat <laughs> stuff they've never let me down man <laughs> Even when a screw has come out of something, they've been right on top of it, um, and gotten stuff back. They're just, they're just, they're great. Well, it's and it's difficult to find anything bad to say about the 320 series, right? Um, and I remember when they, I remember when Sig first introduced the modular. Uh, what are they? What are they? The two fifty. Yeah, the two fifty, and I like the two fifty. Yeah. yeah, I like a hammer gun, and I I shoot a hammer gun really well. I, and obviously, I do too. But I'm more double yeah. single or single action only. Sure. The double action only. I usually can't reach the trigger. Oh sure, because you know, yeah. you're dainty. I'm dainty. <laughs> Not she my has freakishly baby hands. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed that before. <laughs> but um, I when they brought it into the striker fired. Arena oh, with the three twenty, yeah, yeah, big time game changer, absolutely. And it's and when you talk about factory triggers, because this is a factory trigger, yes, the three twenty, mm -hmm. it's the three twenty trigger is really hard to beat. Yeah, this was one of the first. This kind of came out around the same time, um, like CZ's P ten and stuff like that. When the striker fired triggers actually got good, right? Instead of just being, eh, it's a striker fired mm -hmm. trigger. It is what it is. Yeah, you it's know, a, it's their version of the Glock. Correct. Yep. And off we go. Correct. Yeah. It's a and they did a good job with fitting it to smaller hands, bigger hands, yes, everything, which absolutely. is really good, really good selling point. I probably will say a couple more things about this firearm when we come back from the break. <laughs> You're listening to Gary on Guns on ninety three nine the Eagle, and we're back. Uh, as previously stated, I am not a guru of any type, <laughs> form, or shape. This is Scott Van Kirk uh, filling in for Gary Nolan here on the Gary on Gun Show. I have got the Powderhorn Guns and Archery crew, and I didn't get a chance to ask about crossbows, and we don't have enough time. Darn. <laughs> yeah. I'm heartbroken. Yeah, you're not really heartbroken, <laughs> no, but I wanted not. to learn about crossbows. <laughs> that was, well, before the show started, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm asked Kelsey, I said, what do you know about crossbows? And she goes, probably pretty much everything. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to ask you about crossbows during the show, because one, it'll make good contact, and two, I don't know anything about crossbows, but I think I need one. <laughs> and he saw me visibly, like, start crying a little bit on yeah. the inside. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, because we think I should 
I should go compound bow or something like that. No, I, I will absolutely teach you how to use a crossbow. Oh, They're a lot of fun. It's I don't mind people coming we, in um, to learn about crossbows. Did we record that, Brian? <laughs> so she promised me. And I we have currently a double barrel crossbow. Yeah. What? Stock. It's called the twin strike. Yeah. Shoots what? two. Yeah. What? You can pull both triggers at the same time. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. We're getting close to Van Helsing here. It's oh. gonna be some pretty sweet stuff. Man. <laughs> Man. I'm coming in to look at that. All right, deal. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> so when we came into the when we we're going into the break, we were talking about this SIG three twenty that comes with a Romeo Pro, Romeo One Pro, yes. red dot. Um, it's got all the important features that I consider, or actually the main important feature that I consider when you're going to shoot an RDS pistol for personal defense. It has backup iron sights. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and there's a little bit of controversy that goes both ways on that one, but I think yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Think, yeah. When you've shot as much as we have, we've all had electronic sights fail. Mm-hmm. I've even had a Trigicon fail. Oh, um, yeah. and, and I never really care for those, but Eotex have failed. Our, yeah. A battery will fail. Yep. It, it, it will fail. I mean, that's yeah. why you replace it yeah. eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll break. It'll fall off. Yep. It is. Um, I can yep. break stuff. Same. Like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And, um, and you should have seen the look Jordan just gave me. He oh knows. <laughs> I'm hard on stuff. Well, I was thinking about how hard we are in firearms and law enforcement. I mean, breaking out oh. the window. Of oh. a, it's yeah. like, oh, there goes that side. Oh, even in training, I was yep. a uh, the firearms instructor for my department, and I had cops. I mean, I've trained GIs and I've trained cops. And cops were the worst. Everybody talks about yep. GI proof, but cops were the worst. We would be doing something, and they'd come back. I remember doing carbine training air for our patrol carbines and stuff like that, and then sit down to clean the rifles, and they'd be like, hey, this looks like it's broken. I'd be like, I've never seen that broken. I used to jump <laughs> yeah. out of airplanes with this rifle, and I've never seen that break. <laughs> what did you do? I don't know. Tried oh my really gosh. hard. I remember yeah, blo- the the barrel lug, uh, the, the block underneath, I think it's the locking block, the, the block underneath of a Beretta mm-hmm. um, that comes off that barrel. I had those broken in half at the academy, and you're like, I don't even how know did, how did, what. If I Occurred. If I set out to do that, I couldn't accomplish it. <laughs> <True story. laughs> and you managed to do it just incidentally. Oh, but oops. Um, <laughs> oops. Sorry, broke that. <laughs> um, but it's like everything else in life. You got to try and prepare for the unexpected. Um, that's one of the reasons I think, you know, one of the reasons that all three of us carry a firearm for personal protection. It's not because of what of the expected. Certainly. Uh, uh, the expected is pretty easy to deal with. It's yeah. the unexpected that we have to go uh, to get through with. I, I am curious um, if you want to share, and you can pass if you want, but I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> Kelsey, what do you carry um, generally? Every day, SIG 365. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. SIG 365. Oh, okay. You wanted to say <laughs> I did it first. If, you wanted he to... did. He did. <laughs> okay. I, it took me a little bit to get mine. Before that, I carried um, actually a SIG 938 or a 238, depending on the day, okay. the time of year, that yep. kind of stuff. And then um, capacity became an issue at yep. one point in time. Yep. Um, I did not have to use the firearm, but I didn't think six was going to be enough mm-hmm. if I did. So I went with 12. Yep. After yep. that, you're thinking, hmm. Yeah. It, it was one of those, it was an eye-opening experience, yeah. and it was one of those things that, you know, the 365 fit the bill. I can conceal it easily. Sure. I can conceal it comfortably. Sure. So and Coming from law enforcement, we knew we needed way more rounds. Sure. I mean, it, it, if, if you haven't missed a bunch on the range, you never pushed yourself to the point sure. of that. And we all did it, and you're sitting there... 12 or 15 feet from steel, which is way too close, and you're hammering away as you're moving, you're like, why am I... What, what is the, Something defective. This gun is no good. And sure. you see that you're going to have a 30% hit rate. And mm-hmm. so that, yeah. that the NSIG was the first one to do that. Everybody's mm-hmm. followed suit now, but they're the first one to come right. up with that small frame mm-hmm. that had 13, 14, 15 rounds. You're like, whoa. And that yeah. was the issue for me. Like, obviously, I'm not a overly large-framed person, and I cannot hide 
most oh. of the higher capacity guns, mm-hmm. like a Glock 19, which is considered more or less a concealed carry gun for a lot of mm-hmm. average-sized humans. I can't hide that. Right. I could never hide that. Not, I mean, not in the summertime, not with just a T-shirt on, maybe with a coat, but... No, I appreciate SIG pushing the envelope in that because then you've seen other people that yep. come on. Yeah, there. I, ca- I carry a Shield Plus, mm-hmm. which I purchased at Powderhorn. That's right. Um, when they first <laughs> One came of the first up. ones we had. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I got to have it. Um, which sometimes that will overtake me. I try to be more mature that way. but <laughs> <laughs> That's overrated. <laughs> well, I want to thank both of you for coming in this morning. Yes, it was a great thank show. You. We had a lot of fun. I hope the listeners had a lot of fun as well. Um, and uh, maybe we'll get a chance to do it again in the future because it's, it's fun radio. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Scott Van Kirk, Gary on Guns. Have a great one.